G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. An opportunity today to talk about what for some might be an unusual literary form that communicates deep Christian wisdom and even the idea of healing. It's described as a mystical tale crafted from a mixture of fantasy, adventure and allegory. I'm talking about a book, a book called The Hiddenness. The heroine in this story escapes from an unpleasant past to find herself in a mysterious estate with an unseen master, a home that begins to change her life from the inside out. Well, the author is with me in the studio, Eve Hooper. Eve, a special welcome along to 2020. Thank you very much, Neil. Eve, your book is called The Hiddenness, yes. and this has got so many dimensions. We won't be able to unpack them all today, no. but for you, when we talk hiddenness, what are you intending to communicate to the person who's going to pick your book up and give it a read from cover to cover? Mm-hmm. I think the key thing for me is the way that from our natural realm, God is hidden. Many people can't believe in him because they can't see him, and yet there's so many ways that he speaks to us and that he makes himself known uh, in spite of not us not being able to see him with our natural eyes. Isn't that amazing that mm. we're encouraged in Romans chapter 1 that yeah. all of the things that we look around and mm. we see mm. do actually show us the presence of the creator, yes. of the designer, and yes. yet somehow or other those blinkers are over our eyes and yes. he does present himself in some sense as hidden. Yes, indeed. I think the, that for me, uh, what I've endeavoured to do in my book is that I've woven in in a really lovely way the precious promises of Scripture, the wonders of Scripture, the wonders of creation, you know, all the beauty that's around us. I've woven that into the tale, and so it's quite dripping, some of those things, so that's really lovely. I think the other thing that I've tried to really bring through that tale is that the heroine on the journey is constantly being drawn to the fact that there's a safe place in God, there's a there's a secret place under the shelter of his wing, and she's trying to understand that, trying to see what that is. So she's seeking that and unpacking that as she goes along on this exciting journey. Eve, is it fair to say you're not a career author insofar as you're not coming up with new ideas all the time, but this is a book that's come out of a deep experience of your own. Take us back to the inspiration for writing a book like this. Yes, well, I think uh, my husband and I have served many years in Christian radio, he especially, but when we were posted to Brisbane, I was overseeing the English uh, correspondence course and we were receiving hundreds of letters from the South Pacific, India, Africa, Asia, just beautiful letters. And I was, as I was overseeing that, I was writing back. So for nearly five years, nearly full time, I was writing and I was researching, I was sourcing material, I was uh, thinking, planning, asking. It was very challenging, it's very soul searching. But for me, I look back now and see that God was actually training me in that time. I didn't know that but he was preparing me beforehand with writing skills. 
So writing skills come together, yes. and then, in some sense, family tragedy yeah. actually triggers the yeah. thoughts about writing and putting your own understanding and how you process those things yes. onto paper. Yes, indeed. Uh, we did have a very uh, great tragedy in our family. My younger brother was killed instantly in a work accident. He left a new bride and a little baby boy. And, uh, of course, our family was thrown into grief. Kev and I decided to relocate to my parents' farm for a season. And not long after I arrived, my mum was diagnosed with a terminal brain tumour. And she decided to that she wanted to die at home. So our family embarked on that journey. I know it's not easy for many people, but we we decided to do that. And I found myself positioned there with mum. So the evenings I I would be tending to mum and then I would be sleeping in her room with her. And this was when my book came to be. I would lie down and I would pray. And I would and, and from my point of view, I felt that I was in that secret place of the most high God. I was under the shadow of his wing. No, I was just trusting in him. And what happened was that I started to get beautiful pictures of scripture. So as I meditated on the scripture, for example, the uh, silver armor, I was thinking about Ephesians chapter 6. And I had this picture of this young woman in this beautiful armor in a castle. And then the armor started to melt into her clothing. And so um, a story built around that. And it comforted me. It, it, it encouraged me. And I was able to go to sleep with peace. And so that started to happen over quite a lot of nights. And uh, I built up quite a story. I had the, the crystal uh, pool. I had the ruby red grotto, the, the dark abyss. I had lots of different uh, beautiful stories that came to me. And I had the opportunity in the afternoons to write them down. So that was what happened. <laughs> it is amazing, isn't it, that when we are processing things like grief, that we might rely on God and the images that he's given to us in his word. So when you start to describe some of those biblical images, uh, then we can appreciate that, yes, there can be a dimension to mm. what is not our normal run-of-the-mill day-to-day life, no. uh, which, as I mentioned there in the beginning, when you're talking about a mystical, almost fantasy mm. way mm. of processing mm. the hurt and the grief, mm. and yet what's coming through there is mm. a biblical a Christian understanding of God's heart. Mm. Well, I think that particular issue was even hard for me. I began to question the Lord about, uh, is this a story? Is this meant to be a story? And uh, But he encouraged me with all the parables in the New Testament. He started to show me the parables and the way that a, nearly a third of his ministry was in stories, simple stories that people could grab hold of. And I think that the Spirit of God is starting to move in a creative way now to give people uh, tools to reach into our society, you know, where we've been sort of uh, marginalised a bit as a church. I think God in music and, and literature and art is probably starting to inspire people with things that may be really helpful for us to reach out into our community. Eve, the heroine in the story yep. is you. <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably. Do you detach yourself from your character or do you say, well, you know, this is me mm. and the way that I've processed Mm. the tragedy of the past, yes. those hard times. Yes. And, uh, you know, and I'm sure she is young and beautiful and all <laughs> of those things. I mean, how do you how do you picture your, your heroine in the story? Well, I think that this takes me back to my own experience of um, childhood sexual abuse. And I think I, in God, I've come to understand the wounds that were in my life. 
and some of the weaknesses that were in my life, but I see the way that God has continually healed and strengthened and encouraged me and brought me on a wonderful journey of healing. And I believe that I was, I've unpacked that in the book quite, quite well. You know, the different things that she struggled with, fear and doubt and sorrow and insecurities. She's actually been led on this journey into this wonderful realm where she receives unconditional love and she receives provision and protection and guidance and she's given things to do meaning and it's just a it's just for me how god has met me at all those places in my own life amazing isn't it how these sorts of truths can be communicated to the heart mm. when we might think of uh, sitting down and pointing a finger and saying now this is what mm. you do to get your problems mm. worked out but you've chosen a heroine character mm. and she is the one who is the hero of the book yes. and she is processing all of those things. So you've got this yes. third party personality mm. and I imagine that when people, and you can give me some idea of what feedback you've had, but when mm. people are reading about your character, mm. they're seeing something of themselves in there yes. and recognising how they can process their own hurts, yes. their own torments, and to actually come out shining on the other side, knowing mm. that God wasn't hidden all along, he's revealed himself. Yes, definitely. Uh, one of the main things that people have said to me is they love the way that the scripture and the promises of scripture are woven through the tale. You know, so they, the people that are, have read it as Christians that have recognized that love the way that that is just com, com, all through, all the way through the book. Uh, other people that I've given it to that are, or who've read it that are, that are not Christians have actually expressed how it's touched their heart. And a lot of people have been brought to tears because they've come to some particular chapter that has spoken to them. So there's, there's a lot of different chapters and, um, there's a lot of different experiences there. And as they, as people come to the, I've had them come back to me and say, oh, when I was in the celebration hall or, oh, when I was in the crystal pool, you know, so, and they've expressed how it's touched their heart and it's meant something to them quite special. When you're trying to communicate wholeness and healing yes. out of the tragedy and the abuse of a background like that, mm. you have to take people through those things that they'll identify with those things that mm. hurt. How do you bring people then to a place where they can appreciate a point of healing or that God is there and ready to touch hearts in the way that he does to transform lives. I, I, I hope that in the way that I've written the story, there is an unseen master and his presence is made note, known to her all the time. She, she can't quite understand that he loves her so much and he continually makes provision for her. But uh, I have not named the Lord in the book. So because it's an allegory, I haven't named the Lord Jesus, I haven't named Father God, I haven't named the Holy Spirit, but the characters are there and they're, and you start to see how they unfold. And then I've given the opportunity in the back of the book where I've put the scriptures that I believe influenced me in the writing. I didn't actually research the scriptures. I didn't look them up. I didn't actually collect them until after I'd written the book because they're already stored in my own heart. And, and they just came as I was writing. So... I, I hope that the reader, if there's a, a chapter that just really speaks to them, that they will actually take the time to go to the back of the book and, and actually look in the Word of God for themselves. Well, no doubt there'll be listeners who'd love to get a hold of your book. It's called The Hiddenness, and the author of the book is Eve Hooper. 
Now, The Hiddenness, as we've been saying, is a mystical tale crafted from a mixture of fantasy, adventure and allegory. So it's it's not designed to be a theological textbook. Absolutely not. <laughs> but for those who've gone through some similar experiences to you, this yes. is the sort of thing that people will warm to. Yes. And I wonder whether if we point people to thehiddenness.com, uh, they'll be able to find out some more details about the book, mm-hmm. thehiddenness.com, mm-hmm. and uh, simply Google that when you are online and you'll be able to find how you can get a hold of the book, The Hiddenness. Yes. Eve Hooper, thank you so much for taking some time to share your thoughts and your heart with us today on 2020. Um, I really appreciate the time. Thanks, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.